Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. And the Odyssey <laughs> continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another Flavor Odyssey episode. Screw that up, Randy. Randy Griggs, right there on the left side of your screen. I screwed up the whole intro. We should, can we start over, Jordan? No, we can't. <laughs> we'll keep moving. We'll keep moving and hope that this is just not a sign of things to come. It threw me off because... Randy disappeared like 30 seconds before the show started, and then when he came back, he had glasses on, and it was like he was in a complete costume, total per- different person. I'm, I, I, I'm so I'm flustered and flabbergasted, Randy. Flustered. That's right. You're not How used you to me in glasses, today? are you? Not yet. No, I, I don't know that this I ever will be. This is all new for you. It's that pair specifically <laughs> that really uh, just kind of upsets my whole mojo. I don't know. Oh what it wow! Is. I do have another they have pair. Kind of, I got like. Uh, some thinner metal rimmed ones for my like, uh-huh. like more like understated glasses. Yeah, these are my jam. This, these, these have kind of a Run DMC vibe to them. Like, so I want you yeah. to start rapping to me. Yeah, so from that, I if could you do can, that, like, can you can you rap the read today? Maybe not today because <laughs> I've actually kind of prepared something for today. But but I could do a future rap and read. Go some Run DMC like beat in the back. You know we know that Jordan can beatbox. Um, so you know maybe maybe there is a rap and Randy's reads Ooh. coming soon. Oh if you're my. watching on YouTube, uh, go ahead and hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and maybe in the future I'll do a Randy's rap and reads. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's enough time. Um, I, I, I love the triple alliteration. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, you got me back on track. So thank you so much. Uh, we're back. Absolutely. We are, um, boy, we only have two episodes left in season four, Randy. Only two. Did you know that? Wait a minute. Wait two, wait did someone just say you look like Inspector Gadget? A poorly drawn. That a poorly drawn. Me... <laughs> oh, even <laughs> better. Gadget. Yeah, and that's it. And yeah, that's that pretty good. Is that amazing. Ch- Chad to Chad's fire. <laughs> that's uh, that's I, that's a I, negative I, ghost writer. I, that's the is, best comment. Is there of all an time. HR department in Dojo? <laughs> I, I need to know. Is, do we have an HR department? Because I have a complaint about one of my colleagues. <laughs> He's not even paying that's, attention. Is, I think that yeah, is the they, HR department. That tells you about how responsive they are. <laughs> yeah, the, the HR department is drunk right now, so they will uh, not be. Uh, taking your calls or fielding any comments or concerns, feel free to leave a message. Fair enough, Randy. The Randy, the HR Scott department Graven. has has conferred, and we have deemed that there wasn't a manly word in that sentence. So you should just let that go. Touche, <laughs> touche. That is the official response from Dojo HR. I I I, I accept. Handed, I accept. <laughs> handed down from the top. I love it. 
Um, yeah. Well, hello, boys. How's everything in Colorado since we're, we're all looking at you? Colorado is good, y'all. I'm in the audience tonight, boys, hanging out in the peanut gallery because uh, this is my week off. I decided to take a week off. So, But guess what? It sounds I got, like it. I got the pairing. I am in with Scotty and Matt. We're hanging out. We're having a good time over here, drinking some bourbon, some Buff Trace. So we're going to have a good time on the nice. show. I can't wait. I love that energy. Jordan, <laughs> how are you feeling today? I, I, I love that we find out that our our producer is taking off three minutes into the live show. <laughs> As what? You cut out there a little bit. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I love Just finding out that our producer is taking the week off uh, three minutes into a live ah, show. <laughs> and I'm semi taking the week off because I got a, a filling like a half an hour before the show. No, like an hour, mm. two hours before the show. But uh, I don't know. It's it's numbness and and tooth tooth debris. I, I don't think I have a proper palate. Mm. We're yeah, going to need to work on your, <laughs> on, on your time <laughs> tooth, management New hashtag skills, tooth debris. Boom. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we need to work on your scheduling. I don't, I don't know who's in charge yeah, of that for yeah. you. Right. But uh, Randy schedules all my stuff, and he's great at it. So maybe we can uh, add uh, – Add, add, add Jordan to the calendar, Randy, and, and get that we'll cigar do. away for us. We'll do. I'll, uh, no, I'll, I'll no like it. I do have the cigar, though. No more. Fantastic. Of all, th- of all things, uh, um, Robbie, go ahead and hold it down for two seconds while I also um, make sure that uh, my cigar situation is uh, appropriate. Of, of all things, uh, Randy has decided to show up to his cigar pairing show that he's been doing for like three and a half years now. Uh, without the cigar, go get it. I'm buying you time. Go, <laughs> and then and then he says buy time, and then sits there. Uh, Jordan, I, I we, well, is this is this an appropriate time to say that we have a, a job opening here on Flavor Odyssey? Randy is fired for a co-host. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, HR has has deemed it. Uh, although I, I do want him to keep dressing like that because that comment about a poorly drawn. Uh, Inspector yeah, let's get as many insane. Randy comments in. If here. you guys are watching the show tonight, you have a chance to take Randy's job. Just uh, <laughs> put put a comment on Facebook as to why you should why you should take Randy's job, and may and we'll consider all of those comments tonight. So yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I have a pulse. As much as that kind of hurts, do you have AirPods? It's, it's ca- <laughs> can you bring the right cigar on time? That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Just, just I would like to like think you know. that I bring a little bit more to the show than my headphones and a cigar. You know, like I've got so many other working parts. I had you to brought less right. this time. I, I, had to get, no I had to get my wardrobe no right. I had to I get the sound system working. You know, who has time to remember things like the cigar that we're smoking for our cigar pairing show? It's it's a fair question. Um, I, I don't know. Eric's, it, it seems like he's pretty well in the can at this point, and he remembered the cigar, so I don't know. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll move forward. Um, speaking of canned, uh, Randy, are, are, you, are you ready to go now? Can oh, we start the show? Do we, have, do we have another Randy in the audience trying to take my role? Um, somebody's already coming yes. for it. Just slide right in. We don't have to make new, uh, new lower thirds, no new graphics. Well, that was that was their point. It's like very little has to change. They literally have the exact same name. Yeah, I, I, 
I mean, do you have 20 years of experience in the beer industry that uh, we can Ooh, pull from? Ooh, there you go. Are, Tell are, you him, a, are you a gold Tell medal winemaker? Tell did you, him, Robbie. In, did you fight in the French Revolution? That's Get your OG if you remember the French Revolution comments. That's You're, you're going way That's, that's true. That's not 150% of our audience remembers that. Ooh. Uh, hell, I don't even remember why that came up, but I, I know we, we said it several <laughs> times during the first season. And it was funny, but I can't remember why. Uh, let's uh, start talking a little bit about this pairing. That is a very long comment from Chad to Chad that I'm going to ignore because if I don't, uh, we'll never move forward. Um, if you're watching us on Facebook, now that we got all that out of the way, go ahead and hit that share button. Uh, let your friends and family know that you like to hang out with some weirdos in your free time. Uh, Randy, we are wrapping up season four. We have two episodes, uh, one episode left after this one. That's it. Two episodes, right? Uh, one, two, one. I mean, <laughs> I thought it was season two. five, so I, I don't I don't have any idea. What's well, going on. <laughs> the, the next episode will put us at 32, and that's usually what we do. Yeah, so. And then we're done. So, uh, Randy, we need to schedule a meeting to uh, narrow down our plan for season five. We've got, uh, I think we have the next decade. We really only have of, one of ideas. episode left? Yeah, that's absolutely true. You thought we were in the, the we, this could be discussed off air. No one really needs to hear okay. all this. Uh, but we will uh, announce uh, season five uh, and some of the details but of that. But do you guys want uh, an update on uh, how you guys are doing throughout the season, uh, win percentage? I think it. I'm winning 87% of the time. You are winning 62% to 38. That's close. So, I, Randy, you've really only won 38% of the time. Did, I, haven't you won like two episodes in a row? He's. L- l- I don't. Man. I only count the ones where you guys are both on the show. Well, yeah, last two episodes. Um, anyway, right. that's so only been like three episodes. Disadvantage, right? And I won't be here next week either. So we've we've counted six uh, six episodes of <laughs> you guys versing each other. That's great. Yeah, and that's that's fantastic. Um, yeah, and, it's and uh, in you know, my defense, like half of those wins were all due to a, a, a little cucumber snafu. Mm-hmm. Well, you deserved it. <laughs> Hashtag cucumber snafu. I, I don't want to ask any questions about that. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the terrible drink you made us drink. The, yeah, that was the that gin was quite and tonic. Indeed. Um, all right, let's pull it back together. Let's refocus. Yes. Center. Right. We're starting over. Off. Center. <laughs> we are in Shade Rappers, Randy. We have got uh, one more episode after tonight. But tonight, we are smoking. This is a fun one. The Aganorsa Leaf. Uh, signature series Maduro, and I know that you are going to get a little bit uh, nerdy about this one here in a minute. But the thing that really—this ex- is the first time I smoked this cigar, and I'm about—I don't know—half inch in, give or take. It's pretty damn good so far. I mean, not that I'm surprised because Aganorsa is—you know—they make some really good cigars and grow some really nice tobacco, and it's got a lot of flavor yeah. to it. But this cigar is—is—it's uh, a little mine. bit different. <laughs> Yeah, it's I, I I know I know Randy I know. So why I was why I'm chattering like a monkey so you can catch up, but you're not uh-huh. taking advantage. Be a pro, man. Let's step up your game. What the hell? But at least you are drinking scotch today. That's the one thing I was gonna say. I'm proud of you for. That's a nice pour too, by the way. Um, boy, that has been aged for a long time in mm-hmm. uh, some sherry cask barrels because mm. that is dark, dark stuff. That's a dark ruby color almost. Yeah, it is. Perfect, perfect description. It is ruby. 
Um, I'm garnet-esque. I'm, I'm on the lighter side of things over here with this Jura, but we are all drinking. Well, both of us are drinking scotch. I know Eric's not, um, and Jordan can't taste anything. So uh, that's uh, that's neither here nor there. But I am proud of you for uh, dipping your toe into the scotch pool. Is I see you holding a bottle. That's oh, Buffalo Trace. That's not scotch. Not so much. So we'll talk a little bit about scotch. We're going to talk a little bit about this particular uh, cigar. Randy, in fact, let's just jump into the cigar right now. Um, since you are uh, just getting started over there and I'm almost sure. done. Um, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about this because it's a little bit different uh, when you think of shade-grown wrappers. Most people don't think of Maduro's. Yeah, that's right. It was, uh, it was something I, I was really excited as soon as we um, kind of got to the subject of, um, of, of considering shade. I immediately thought of Opus X and I thought of this cigar as um, as it's so unique to your point. You know, I've, I've talked for the last two weeks uh, for everyone that's already been tuning in um, about what the process of growing shade wrapper is. And, and I say shade wrapper pretty specifically because it is so very um, uh, uniquely done as a technique in agriculture to develop a higher percentage of shade. I'm sorry, of wrapper uh, grade tobacco. Again, your, your wrapper has to be uh, much more uniform in color. It has to be beautiful. It has to have thin veins. Um, there, there's all these things that, uh, that, that wrappers traditionally have. Now there's the exceptions, you know, obviously, uh, some of the things I just described, um, wouldn't necessarily describe, uh, uh, Connecticut broadleaf, even Cameroon to, to some extent has some larger veins and more, more of a like kind of burlapy rustic feel. Um, but, but shade growing as, as an agriculture technique, again, to, to use a cheesecloth tent over an entire field to filter uh, some of the light so that it's not as, as, uh, as hard on the plant. Um, you know, the plant responds, the tobacco plant responds, the leaves respond to that sunlight by growing thicker, you know, the, the more durable against that direct sunlight. And so by filtering it, it allows the, the plant to not put so much energy into becoming thick. And it does allow uh, more flavor, um, more nicotine, uh, a smoother flavor is, is typically uh, the, the adjectives that we talk about when we're talking about shade grown tobacco in general and again I, I, I dropped last week uh, Rob that um, it's actually in a traditional natural or sun-grown field you're going to get about 70% filler and binder and only about 30% wrapper grade tobacco where in a shade grown scenario it's completely inverted so you get about 70% wrapper uh, quality uh, versus 70% I'm sorry 30% uh, binder and filler what's so unique about this uh, specific cigar blend and tobacco that they use for the wrapper at Agonorsa leaf is that they took they took the extra time and painstaking efforts to shade the um, Cuban seed Corojo 99 Jalapa grown Corojo and um, and they shade grew it and then they fermented it at the higher temperatures and allowed it to um, darken through traditional Maduro fermentation techniques. And anybody that's watching this show likely uh, knows a little bit of the basics about how the fermentation is, is done, that the leaves are literally stacked in four foot tall, um, basically large pallet size stacks. And a uh, natural fermentation uh, process takes place as they wet all this tobacco before they stack it up. It raises in temperature and they're constantly t checking the temperature and 
unmaking that stack and remaking that stack to to um, kind of equalize the, those temperature fluctuations. And so uh, the the Maduro temperature uh, fermentation temperature is just it's just literally they allow it to get to a higher temperature. They let it sit for a longer time. Those higher temperatures bring out more of the sugars in in the cigar cigar they make it a little bit sweeter you end up with a little bit more of a like roasted coffee chocolate uh notes um again all just coming from allowing the the tobacco to heat up um but but it's very important that they don't allow the the temperature just to spike and cook the tobacco as as they'll often say where you'll you'll burn off a lot of the aromatics and the flavor so it's a very like low and slow kind of barbecue-esque kind of uh uh methodology that they do to it but but you know this is a proprietary um technique that agnor salif um according to their their owner um they, they've actually been looking at trying to do this for about 20 years and the late great Arsenio Ramos really oversaw this project as they um, figured out how to take and shade grow the um, the Corojo wrapper and and uh, ferment it out into a Maduro color and flavor profile. Um, so uh, right after uh, the 2018, I believe, uh, Aganor Salif rebranding from Casa Fernandez, um, the first cigar that came out as an original Aganor Salif branded uh, cigar was the the signature selection, um, which was, uh, you know, Terrence has been on uh, Smoke Night Live and on this show and has talked about, you know, anybody that's got a chance to do the, the, uh, the Aganorsa experience and understand the two major um, so, uh, tobaccos that they use is the Corojo 98 and the Corojo 99, uh, with the Corojo 99 being a really Jalapa-focused uh, growing uh, varietal in that sweet um, in that in that red volcanic soil it drives a big sweet character where the criollo is more of a, a spicy um, black pepper briny uh, characteristic and so a lot of the cigars in the Agnor Salif portfolio you'll find lean uh, one direction or the other either more sweet or more briny and spicy um, where this cigar uh, Terrence has told us uh, multiple times that this is one of the most like kind of 50 50 this is where both those uh, tobaccos uh, blend uh, so well and so this this cigar the Maduro that we have in our hands today um, is the exact same bunch so it's the same filler and binder as the original signature selection and they've just replaced that claro rosado corojo wrapper uh, with the shade grown maduro version of the same varietal um, and so well have some of the characteristics and rob as we get into describing our experiences here for for the pairing um I, i'm sure we'll find that there's some maduro characteristics that we're used to some adjectives that we're used to using for maduro cigars but then there's also going to be some um some subtleties and some differences as that shade grown you know it wasn't as big and bold of a flavor uh coming off the farm and into the curie barns as it would have been had it been sun grown so it would have been a, a softer smoother um more delicate kind of flavor profile is what shade growing uh, is known to impart uh, on uh, on any given varietal, really. And so it'll be really interesting to kind of talk about um, where the subtleties of shade grown versus the big, bolder characteristics that we know uh, from the Maduro fermentation technique um, and wh where those kind of meet and where that balance is and, and which one is uh, is is more dominant uh, as as we get into the cigar. 
Yeah, thank you for the uh, <clears throat> for that description. And I've been saying the name of this cigar wrong every time I've said it. I've gone uh, signature series. I think I said mm-hmm. every single time. It's signature selection. Uh, so yeah, that's, I, uh, I, I do that a lot too. <laughs> uh, alliteration, uh, nonetheless, but uh, incorrect. However, um, yeah, thank you for that description. And <clears throat> this cigar, I wasn't really sure. Uh, where to go as far as the pairing was concerned. I asked uh, Randy because he's, I know he's smoked a bunch of these. This is the first time I've smoked it. And you, you oh, mentioned wow. specifically that that briny character, uh, which mm. I thought was really interesting since you are going with scotch. I was thinking, well, I, I could look for a scotch that might be something that's, you know, from an island that's got a little bit of that uh, impact from, uh, from the, the sea landscape and that, uh, the, the saltiness on the air. Um, there are some old Pultani is the one that really comes to mind. Uh, I believe that's a space side and that's got a very briny character to it. Uh, it's, mm. it, it, it has a kind of seawater, uh, influence, uh, definitely on the flavor profile. I'm glad that I didn't go with that. It's actually a pretty good scotch. It might not sound, uh, tasty, but, uh, it's, it's interesting to see how that salt impacts the flavor. Um, I originally was going to go with uh, a Lagavulin um, Distiller's Edition. It's an, it's an Isla Scotch, which is heavily peated. Uh, the Distiller's Edition, it's double matured, so it's much smoother than uh, like a Lag 16, which is very, very good, but heavy, heavy peat. Um, but when I did the live on Monday, I can't remember who it was that brought up Jura. And Jura is uh, an island off the coast of Scotland. And so it's it's actually, it's I, I don't know what... You would really call it as far as it's just in the islands as far as the grow or not growing region. <laughs> not talking about wine. Uh, it's the uh, the the region for distilling. There's uh, the Highlands, which is where yours is from, Randy, uh, which is the largest uh, s- as far as uh, land mass is concerned. Speyside, uh, one of the smaller uh, one of the smaller regions. However, they produce uh, like 60 percent. Of all Scotch, I mean, you, you'll find your Johnny Walkers, your Glen Livets, your Glen Fittics, any Glen, uh, you'll find all those up there. Uh, Lowlands, another large area in Scotland, but n- not a huge producer. Isla's very, very small, uh, and there's a only a handful of uh, of distilleries over there, also known for the heavily peated flavor. Uh, Campbellton is there's three distilleries in Campbellton: Glen Scotia, Springbank, and I can never think of the third one. Um, but has a very nice flavor to it as well. Uh, Highlands, uh, Randy is a very approachable, kind of approachable flavor profile. They all, it, it's it's not like with cigars when you can say specific things come out of a certain region. Like if I'm talking about Esteli, you're talking about black pepper and things of that nature. It doesn't really impact the same way. It's just more the style of distilling is a little bit different in all of these regions. Um, with With that change though, that I made from a pairing. So I'm actually a pairing with a very tiny bottle of uh, Jura, six, <laughs> Jura 16, which has uh, was actually dis, uh, discontinued uh, back in 2018. I think they discontinued it. Um, it's, yeah, 2018. I, I heard they ruined the brand when they started serving it on airplanes. Yeah. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> this This is not from an airplane. This was... Uh, some friends of mine were... Uh, it, although it's, it's, it's the same... I, there's what what is the size of this this is uh two ounces i don't know it, it's something like that yeah it's i forget what size it is but this is a this is a standard size bottle you've got this you've got your 375 and you got your 750s those are your kind of three standard sizes when it comes to uh when it comes to spirits but uh some friends of mine were out visiting um scotland and they they went to the 
to Jura, which is a very, very small island. They literally have one road, one pub, one distillery, and like 200 people live on the island. That's it. And I'm, they probably wow. all either work in the pub or the distillery, or I'm right. sure there's a market there somewhere. Uh, maybe somebody makes bread. I don't know. Somebody's growing some sheep, so there's meat. Who knows? Um, but uh, it does look very, very cool. Uh, Jura itself um, is about 60 miles off the west coast of Scotland. The distillery was founded in 1810 um, and uh, was reborn in 1963. So it must have uh, must have gone out of business and then... Uh, came back but they've got the jura hotel which is right next to the jura distillery uh it doesn't look like there's a ton going on on this island you're going out there you are going to check out the distillery and i'd love to do it um but i'm really glad i can't remember who brought it up in the, i want to say it was mitchell who brought it up in the uh, live but he mentioned it and i remembered oh god i've got these small bottles and so i happened to grab uh jura 16 and I looked it up because I'm not super familiar. I have a, I've had Jura 12 several times, and it's good. And it does have that briny character. But Jura 16, the, the tasting notes here for the palate, it's oily and resinous with sweet tobacco, mixed nuts, clove, milk chocolate, and violet. Uh, with It's rich and round flavor profile. And doesn't one that of them sound is like just it, a color. Somehow. Doesn't that sound like it goes perfectly, <laughs> perfectly and, uh, with the cigars? the color blue, surprisingly. It's one of the flavor notes. <laughs> Thank you for interrupting. Um, but do, but don't those uh, outside of Jordan's comments? Uh, how, you can never trust a guy in a hat like that. By the way, um, although I'm I'm opening myself up and Randy, we're all wearing funny. I've hats got the today, best so. hat here. What are you talking about? I wouldn't go. No, I, I I I like that. I like the 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 touch uh, of, of I'm floral. opening up a new uh, pole. New pole coming. Sorry. <laughs> new pole. Who knew that f- uh, that violet was a flower, not just a color? That's the pole I'd like to see up next. Uh, no, so, uh, so, so I, I I I love that sweet sweet tobacco with a little floral note to it. Um, that that sounds like uh, you're giving me a run for my money on on our pairings here tonight, Rob. Yeah, it's just so, I, I read that so and we, I thought I, I I have to start with this one because it just sounds it just sounds like we're describing a cigar. I mean, they started right. with sweet tobacco for goodness sake. No, absolutely. So, um, so, so, so far, well, no, enjoying I'm, I'm it. Glad you said that, though, because yeah. we never actually uh, announced. You went straight into your pairing. Uh, typically, we just uh, quickly announce what we're pairing with before we what get we're into drinking. the yeah, details. It's, we're mixed and, up tonight. I, it's it's the Inspector Gadget it's, look has thrown me off. I, I you know, and, and that I I'm showed up for the Penny show. and <laughs> what's the do- what's the dog's name? Penny and what's the name of the dog? Oh, Challenge coin to who anybody can come up with the name of the dog. Ooh, I like it. Cool brewery um, in so, uh, Florida. Yeah. So that, that uh, just, um, just take take yourself off the screen. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to let them. Pr- I had to let them see what they're what they're voting for. You know. Are <laughs> you actually putting either, a, a hat poll up? Either, either okay. Rand, well, Randy's well, we're, Randy's we're fedora that matches nicely with his outfit. My hat that I've worn on this show. Well, different versions of this hat, probably like 15 times, or the one that Jordan found on the freeway when he was driving back from the dentist appointment. <laughs> Which hat looks the best? So what I am pairing tonight, um, well, that so- sounds awesome. And so this will be really interesting. It'll be a fu- uh, fun conversation, Rob, because uh, while we're both pairing the same uh, type of uh, distillate, uh, we're going to have two very different uh, flavor experiences as I'm pairing my Aganor Salif Signature Selection Maduro with the Dalmore 12-year. Uh, this one, I, I actually thought of uh, Eric a little bit on this one. This is actually matured in American oak barrels and then finished uh, in sherry casks. 
and, and I had to point out that the sherry casks come. Oh, you know what? I told you wrong. It is Oloroso. They're Oloroso sherry casks after it's one being of the two. 12 you, years aged you've in got a, American White Oak. Yeah, you've got a 50-50 chance. It's either Pedro Jimenez or Oloroso. Those are going to be the, the main sherry casks that uh, are um, used in the uh, for, for finishing scotch. Usually they're finished in those barrels. Um, right. And God bless everyone who's drinking uh, Pedro Jimenez sherry and Oloroso sherry because that means we get to have really, really, really good whiskey. <laughs> well, so, so it is interesting. Uh, you know, I, I think we've talked on the show many times that uh, I'm not a scotch drinker. Um, heck, I only learned to be a whiskey drinker uh, after knowing you, you fine fellas. And uh, the guys had so much influence on me to teach me a little bit about bourbon. And um, and as, as you've pointed out multiple times, I drink rye every other uh, episode of Flavor Odyssey, apparently, or some a variation of a cocktail with rye whiskey in it. Um, but uh, but it, honestly, I originally thought that all scotch was peated. Like, I just thought of scotch as the smoky whiskey. And uh, and it wasn't until uh, a bit later that I found out that, that uh, smoky whiskey is only um, one variation of scotch uh, that you could find. And, um, and so I, I was pretty pleased. I think, uh, the Belvini Caribbean cask was gifted to me and that's what opened my eyes to there are scotch whiskeys that I really, really enjoy. And so, uh, so I heard of this one, the Dalmore, um, is, a you know, I, I know the name. This is literally my first time ever having a Dalmore product. Um, and you've mentioned Robbie actually several times that you love a, a single malt finished in sherry barrels. So I thought I'd try it out. You, you know, again, the um, the uh, the richness uh, that I expected from this cigar, along with you know some of the sweet characteristics that that it brings to the table. Again, it is still Corojo grown in Jalapa, so I do still expect to get some of that classic. Uh, Jalapa Corojo sweetness, and so um, I, I I really thought the sherry um, finishing on this single malt uh, and some of the sweetness that might come from that uh, would would go well here. So uh, and at at Robbie Raz's insistence, I have left uh, this neat. Um, and even though I think I've been very open with most people that I I drink all my whiskey on the rocks um i i am drinking it neat tonight so so this will be an interesting one is um but i'm hoping that robbie i didn't do a lot of research on the scotch that i'm drinking in general i was just going to kind of pepper you with questions because this is sort of your wheelhouse <laughs> so i appreciate that you kind of covered a little bit about highlands um, i don't know if you want to elaborate at all on, on how highlands differentiate differentiates um, from uh, what you have there um, in, in your glass and what you would expect, at least on paper. And then we can get into talking a little bit more about the personal experience. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good question. <clears throat> and thank you for not putting ice in it. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I think the, the main difference, and as I was saying, when I kind of went through the, the different uh, regions in Scotland, um, it's, it's not really the same as as cigars where there's kind of like a, a hard and fast rule of, you know, right. your, or, or, or wine, for example, um, <clears throat> or hops, for example, all these different things that we've talked about. Uh, those are all, everything's grown in those areas. So that they have, uh, mm -hmm. the climate influences them. The, the, um, the, uh, the soil influences everything. 
this is more of just kind of a style of how everything is distilled. Now, for the most part, they all they're all uh, the distilleries are all kind of doing the same process. It hasn't changed much over the last I don't know however many hundreds of years. I mean, mechanization and things have gotten better and cleaner and um, and, and things of that nature. But for the most part, it's it's the same process. Um, different areas are known for different things. Um, the Highland scotches are known to be a bit fruitier. Um, the uh, Speyside, a bit smoother. Um, that's where you're getting your Johnny Walkers, your Glen Livets, uh, uh, those types of things, as I said. Um, there's a t- just a ton of whiskey coming out of Speyside, but those are all your bigger distilleries. Uh, when you get over to Isla, they're all more known for peating uh, their scotch, which the, the peating process, <clears throat> just to give a little bit of detail, um, they're... The way with that, that malting occurs, they basically take this malted barley, or they take this barley, they, they wet it, and you allow it to germinate for a few days. After five days of germination, um, they lift uh, the, the malt from the floor, and if you're, that's when you would introduce peat. You would uh, fire some peat underneath it, and that smoke is going to, you're basically smoking the, uh, the barley in the same way that you would uh, you know, smoke a brisket, just like we were talking about earlier. Um, you reference barbecue. It's the same kind of concept. Um, to avoid that flavor, you just don't introduce peat. That's the that's right. the difference. Um, and it's not really a, a regional thing as far as like you can only find peat in this type of area or whatever. You can find peat all over the place in Scotland and in Ireland. It's everywhere. Um, and if uh, if you don't like the smell, uh, don't go because it's everywhere. <laughs> um, but th- really, I think you, the main you would literally smell the peat just. On the island, oh, you you well, you burn. Everybody burns it. You burn oh, it okay. as it's it's like a I don't want to say a fuel source, but it's like when when my father in law has a uh, some property on the northwest coast of of Ireland in up in County Mayo, and when we're there, it's cold. It's always cold there, and you know to heat up the place, we don't do central heating. We're burning peat, and that's you you go. It, peat is oh, basically good. it's it's decomposed plant matter. And so you just dig it out of the ground and you dig it out of the ground, you let it dry. And then as soon as it's dry, you burn it. So that's where that, that smell comes from. It's a decomposed plant matter that just been decomposing on top of itself for hundreds of years and you dig it out and you burn it. And it's, it's the same way. Like if, if you were to burn, if you were to have a, a fire in your fireplace, you smell that burning wood, but there it's burning peat because they don't have mm-hmm. the forests to uh, supply uh, wood. Suckers. So they, they, <laughs> Yeah, get, get, <laughs> they, they just dig it out of the ground. Um, so that's where that peated flavor comes from. The main difference, Randy, that we're going to taste in our whiskeys is it holds yours up to the, uh, to the camera again. You can see the difference. You oh. Look at the difference in color. Cow! Uh, yours spent a significant I want to drink Randy's time, one. A significantly longer time in that Oloroso sherry cask. And to uh, I was digging, trying to find how this was aged. Um this uh, this particular one that I'm drinking, the Jura 16, it spent uh, 14 years in a first fill American white oak bourbon cask, uh, and then was followed oh, by wow. two two years in ex uh, Omaroso Oloroso sherry casks. So same deal. Uh, we're we're getting some of that same flavor. I would imagine that yours spent a significantly longer time in um, in those uh, the the sherry casks. Um, and I don't know if well, yours well, was also, finished also, in another cast as well, but it looks like well, it no. I, if, from what you just described, what I heard was that mine was um, aged 
in um, New White Oak, where yours was mm -hmm. in bourbon cast. So a lot of that mm -hmm. color from from the charring from of too, the yeah. side of the barrel was already was gone. extracted already by by the bourbon. And so um, so I think a lot of the color actually might be coming from that that New Oak more you know also the sherry but that sounded like the the biggest difference because they were both finished in the same uh style of sherry casks um yours more more time in that bourbon cask but but yeah that that actually makes a lot of sense that mine saw more new oak and, I, and i'll give you a sneak preview to my uh to my flavor notes um i can taste that new oak man i i mean like like a two by four against my tongue i can i can taste the uh, new oak which actually There's reminds me of something tonight we step into the dark side of the shade as we continue through the shade wrap segment of season four of your favorite cigar pairing show, Flavor Odyssey. Tonight's show, just as every show this year, is brought to you by the incomparable support of the one, the only, Drew Estate Cigars. Tojo, have you heard? The Drew Estate Barn Smoker events are back. We are talking about five of the most abundant epic events of the year here people in the barn smoker series for 2022 there will be four barn smokers that will be capped off with an all-new event the savage feast these events will be engaging all of your senses by bringing together cigar lovers premium tobacconists and drew estate to experience an abundant heartfelt energy overload of fellowship education and appreciation now, you all know what I think about Drew Estate events, but can anyone dispute that Drew Estate knows how to throw a party? Stay tuned for more information on these epic events, or go to learn more and book your tickets today at barnsmoker.com. Now, while Drew Estate keeps the lights on, here at Lot B at least, what would a cigar show be without cigars? Don't miss a true premium cigar experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff and over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. I'm talking about Smokin. Drop by any one of their 11 brick and mortar locations or go to Smokin.com and place your orders today. All right, Randy woke up. I love it. Out <laughs> of way, baby. <laughs> that was fun. Eric, Eric. Eric needs to talk more. <laughs> like, we need to start I asking. I Eric forgot some, Eric was here. <laughs> so it's funny, Randy. You brought up a question in your read. You said, "What would a cigar pairing show be without cigars?" We almost found out today. Oh, burn! Wow, major burn! Wow, that's that's a deep cut right there. You had to have been paying attention the whole show to really pick up on that. Yeah, that's a deep cut. Well done, well done. Well, we well, are I got my cigar on uh, post commercial here. Uh, I should mention that we have added new product to the website. Uh, our tenth anniversary Ooh. gear. We got the tenth anniversary shirt there. Heather, Heather Gray with the the black ringer style. Uh, it's got the it's got a cigar dojo logo on the back as well, and then the and then the patch as well. 
So head to CigarDojo.com, go to the merch section, get you some of that. And uh, grab one of these these rocks glasses while you're there. I think we still have some of these in stock, yeah? Do we? I don't know. He's He's not paying attention. If if we yeah, do no, if we do are, get one if we don't then you're you're SOL but uh, <laughs> it's well, uh, well I, yeah, I I, I, I got those, so, those are sweet yeah no Sorry, absolutely Randy. and how exciting I got I gotta just you know do do what I do and be a little bit emotional and say how exciting it is to get a chance to be part of the dojo during this monumental milestone uh, you know obviously Jordan Eric regular. Uh, uh, audience member there matt hall we're all on the ground floor in 2012 as they launched cigar dojo and to be here and to be a show host and a contributor with you guys in the in year 10 is a freaking honor can i can i just get get a get a cheers Come to on. dojo in 10 years really exciting so excited about uh everything coming still this year it's launching Absolutely. boys well done and I got, I got, to, I got to be honest with you, Robbie. Uh, I was, I was working some things out with Eric. He sent me a little package and a couple of those sexy new tenth uh, anniversary uh, challenge coins showed up. And as many times as I explained to him that I really could use both of the coins he sent me, he insisted that one of them apparently is for you. I, I, I. I'm I'm I still like I'm still trying to convince him otherwise, but uh, but 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 I've got a package for you next time I see you there, pal. <laughs> we we need to. Uh, <laughs> there's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> um, we we need to uh, let everybody know that Randy now lives about two hours away from me, so we don't uh, <laughs> we don't cross paths very often anymore. So uh, Eric stopped sending my stuff to his house. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there's it, it, it is it is what it is. Um, so, uh, while you, while you were doing your read, I, I pulled up a little bit more info on your, uh, your 12 year, uh, Dalmore Sherry cask. And oh, it's interesting. Sure. Um, they reference this as it gets kind of a, a double influence, uh, of Sherry on their traditional, uh, 12 age, 12 year aged, um, uh, whiskey. And this is part of their core, uh, they're called their principal collection, uh, which is uh, kind of a bougie way to say their core line. Um, these, so it is. These are aged in Oloroso and Pedro Jimenez sherry casks. So you don't it's say. but it's it's interesting though. It's the casks are actually they season these casks themselves according to their website. And I've this is interesting and if this if this is something that a lot of distilleries do. This is the first time I've really read about it is it looks like they take these casks and they do the aging themselves. Uh, unless I'm reading that wrong. That just seems I don't know. You it mean seems they age the sherry in the cask for themselves? Yeah, it it sounds like they get, or maybe they get a they maybe they have some Pedro Jimenez sherry that they put in these casks and their their hmm. uh, Oloroso sherry casks or, or vice versa. But it sounds like they do it themselves. Uh, if someone out there is a, a Dalmore expert and can prove me wrong, I feel like I'm reading that wrong because that seems like a, a waste of resources. But um, <laughs> that part of this is going to explain how dark that is because yeah. the, uh, the, the first fill uh, American Oak cask is not going to give you that red color. And that's got a very, yeah, very man. deep Ruby color to it. That's going to come from Sherry. So I, I'm, it makes sense now that it's, it's double matured in, uh, in that Sherry. Uh, does anyone drink Sherry anymore or do they just make it? To, that's a uh, Brent. That's a really good question. Um, as I said earlier, God bless everybody who's drinking Sherry. 
it would not surprise me. There goes my camera. It would not surprise me if uh, I'm back. If um, uh, that's how you know we're about half hour into the show. Uh, it would not surprise <laughs> me if um, if they just make the sherry and dump it out. I have no idea who's drinking all this sherry. I really don't. I've had sherry before and it's not bad. Uh, it has kind of a pork quality to it. Um, but I've never tasted Pedro Jimenez sherry. I've never tasted Oloroso sherry as far as I know uh, on their own. Uh, maybe it's big in yeah, Spain. I've, I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say they must have a big European market. Yeah. The only time I've ever seen sherry is is cooking sherry. Like right? cooking sherry. It, like yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's but not like quite the same thing. End drinking it's, sherry. I've never run into it. Yeah. It's it's. I've had some, um, and it must have been you know from one of those uh, either Pedro Jimenez or Oloroso. I, I couldn't tell you the difference. I I, I should know more about sherry yeah. than I do. Uh, it is it's it's port like I, th- I don't know if it's a uh, a fortified wine or not, uh, but it has that same uh, more viscous texture to it. It's a bit creamier mm-hmm. on the palate, at least. Uh, and we could do a, a sherry pairing. That would actually be kind of fun. Uh, Chad to Chad, yeah. look at the, check out the big brain on Chad. Um, <laughs> I did <laughs> Barry dated sherry. I like Barry. that. That's there's a lot of rhyming happening there. Um, <laughs> But it's it's well, that is interesting, and I'm glad that I looked that up because that's going to give it that that deeper deeper color. Um, and I'm I'm curious. No, I think no, from you're, a flavor, you're, you're dead. You're dead right about the color. Like like you'd get the darkness from from the new it's oak, ruby. But but it, but it would be yeah. like a bourbon. It'd be it'd be more that right. golden deep golden hue where this clearly has a garnet red. Uh, hue right. to it that that very much visually differentiates that you'd never even visually at a glance uh, confuse this with with a bourbon. Well, I, I think it's both it's funny. Be, because oh. yeah, like if you get a bourbon sure. that's aged in a sherry cask or any other sort of cask that that looks exactly like that. So I think it's probably both those right? things. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right. It's, it's getting it's some darkness the from the sure. new oak. It's it's getting the red hue from the sherry. I don't know. It makes sense. Absolutely. And it, all right. To well, me, I appreciate I, you looking up. My pairing for me, Rob. That was, that was uh, so kind of you. I, I was counting on you basically because I, I view you as as the like our house Scotch expert here at, at Dojo Studios in general. Well, I'm I'm the only one who drinks it, so I guess that by proxy <laughs> makes me that that makes me the exactly. expert. Um, but it's it it is interesting. Uh, I had a point, Randy, and you just ran right over me, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, no, actually, I'm I'm when I look at when I look at your scotch and I look at mine, I'm judging it the same way that a lot of people judge cigars. I'm expecting yours to have a ton more flavor than uh, mm. than mine does. I'm, I'm expecting it to be, you know, the 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 profile to be big and bold, much like when people don't know a ton about cigars, they're expecting the darker the wrapper, the stronger it's going to be. Uh, it's not necessarily true. It might have a stronger flavor profile, but it's not necessarily going to be stronger from a nicotine standpoint. Randy's but got curious. the uh, Randy's Randy's got the Liga Pravada number nine, and you've got like the Numero Uno or something. Yeah, it's right. it, it's really interesting. Right. But it, if if you were to look at this and say, "Wow, that's really light in color," and this is still kind of a a deep golden. I don't know what the what the. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure there's terms that you would use for these particular colors. I don't know what they are for Scotch. Um, but it's got kind of a deep golden color to it. Um, if you're going to judge that and say that it doesn't have a ton of flavor, you'd be wrong because there is there's an yep. awful lot going on here. It's got a lot of complexity to it. Um, but I'm curious, Randy, if your if that uh, Dalmore is maybe a little too too much flavor in there that might be running over the cigar a little bit. I'm curious. 
Well, so yeah, let's get into it because we haven't talked much about the flavor of the cigar, and 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 I'm excited to do so because uh, honestly, this time I'm getting a bit of a different experience. The the pairing is very much changing my experience of this cigar from previous experiences where I've uh, probably paired it with uh, something anywhere from from a light beer all the way to a bourbon. Um, but but the cigar right out of the gate, just talking about it on its own for a minute first, um, has a ton more black pepper. Uh, than the um, the natural uh, wrapper version of the same bunch. And so it, it, it's interesting because it, it's always fun to, to learn when literally only the wrapper has changed because so often you talk to a cigar blender and they say, well, you know, I tweaked it for the wrapper. You know, we've talked about that on, on previous shows that, you know, people think that um, people overemphasize what the difference that a wrapper can make because they think, well, you know, it was a dark wrapper and it had all this richness and all this spice. And the, the reality is, is that, you know, blenders that we've talked to always talk about blending to the wrapper. And so they put a little bit more Lajero in a Maduro wrapped cigar. They put a little bit more peppery uh, tobacco selections uh, in those darker cigars where, where they blend to a sweeter profile uh, in the rest of the bunch to to better match and never overrun the wrapper. You know, as, as we know, um, because of the extra effort uh, made for uh, the beauty of a wrapper grade tobacco, it's the most expensive tobacco uh, in, in general in a blend. And so you would never want to make some big Lajero bomb and put a Connecticut shade wrapper on it and and get none of that creaminess and none of that nuance from the wrapper um so it, it's fun to know that this really is the only tobacco change is the wrapper and i'm getting a ton more black pepper um right right as i lit it especially because you know we talk so much about uh spiciness in the retro hail where where sometimes you don't it, it, you don't perceive any spiciness until the retro hail I'm getting black pepper right on my tongue, right on the palate, right out of the gate uh, in, in this cigar, as well as a nice, bold spiciness in the retrohale as well. There's also some, um, some like I said, I, I expected to have some sweetness. This is still a Corojo grown in Jalapa, you know, at its core. And there is still some of that sweetness, but I think it's coming across as more like a, a stone fruit, a dried, you know, raisin to prune type sweetness, um, right? A, a depth, 100%. a darker uh, richness and, and, and flavor to it. There, there is some nice fruity sweetness there. I'm also getting some espresso notes. So I, I, I think that this wrapper is creating a very significant flavor variance from the um the same exact uh blend uh but with a the the natural um sun-grown uh corojo personally um so so i, I i'm getting i'm getting positive re uh results uh from your reaction to, to my description you're you're tasting the same thing in the cigar huh? I, I well some of it um that that yeah. the stone fruit kind of richness that you were talking about um and I, I think I'm caught up in the description that we use for or they used for this particular whiskey but I think a lot of times we try to get cute in the way that we talk about just sweet just tobacco sweetness I think we just right. try to get a little too cute in the way we describe that um so that I get a ton of that it's like a, it's an earthy kind of sweet um mm -hmm. normally I, I I I tend to lean towards sugar cane uh, you know that flavor that I'm talking about. It's got a little bit of uh, yep. almost dirt to it, um, but this is—it's uh, got a—it's a bit more on the leathery side for me. Uh, but it's—it's it's very, very rich. 
Uh, and you're right. I have smoked the signature signature selection in the natural wrapper, and this is a like a totally different experience. It, it is interesting yeah. to think of how I haven't smoked it recently, but I, I do remember that cigar. And it is interesting to think how much impact the wrapper does have. Jordan, please don't chime in. Um, but uh, the that the way that you described the sto the the stewed stone fruit kind of it's almost jammy in the way yeah. that it is uh, that it, it it's it's flavored the uh, flavored uh, the way the flavor comes through. Uh, I feel like mm -hmm. this would go really well with uh, with a Zinfandel. Like we've talked about, uh, we've done Ooh. Zin uh, several times on the show, and I think that would be a fun pairing because you're going to get some of that earthy spice as well from a Zinfandel. I get more of a white pepper, more more of a heat as opposed to that mm. that uh, peppercorn kind of flavor. But I understand what you're saying. It's it's very very present on the retrohale. The retrohale really cleans the uh, <laughs> cleans out the the palate. It's got some some heat to it, not a red pepper, not that hot, but it's it's kind of a consistent uh, heat to it. I, I don't get a ton of that black pepper flavor, but for the most part, uh, you're spot on uh, as far as my experience is going. Um, but that there's more of that. Uh, I don't think you said leather in there, but that, that leathery tobacco-y sweetness. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's it's just it's that earthy sweet tobacco with a little bit of uh, leather richness to it. Very very satisfying. Yeah, I, I didn't say I didn't say leather, but the second you you, you did say it, I co-signed that, and I agree. Yeah, a very satisfying. I, I love that that term. I love when you can say satisfying. You know, I I I often uh, attribute like that satisfying um, a character to to smoke production a lot of the times, and and I'm definitely getting that. Um, you know, when I'm not talking endlessly and letting it go out uh it does have great smoke production it's a it's a little bit on the tighter side at least uh my my uh, sample here the construction is very firm has um and well within um you know the range that you'd you'd want it to be and say it's good but but it's a little bit tighter draw and 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 it kind of like the 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 smoke billows and and builds a little bit as you have to draw a little bit um so getting real quick into um into my pairing uh, it is a very, very uh, intensely flavored uh, uh, single malt whiskey that I have here. You get a ton of oak, a ton of the vanilla characteristic that's actually really amplifying some of that sweetness um, that I'm getting in the cigar. It's it's got it's got that uh, that cherry note to it. I don't know how else to say. It. It's almost a bit of a stone uh, a stewed fruit uh, character as well. The mouthfeel is a. a as, as Robbie said, it's satisfying. So it's a very full um, mouthfeel. I would say, you know, I agree with what you said about uh, uh, nicotine. This is a big, impactful, intensely flavored cigar. I don't get a ton of that nicotine strength. I think it's pretty, pretty medium. It's, you know, more than mild, but it's, it's more on the medium side. So um, again, I think that, that that might be some of that shade growing um, uh, you know, something this rich and this dark in color and, and, and flavor profiles, you know, some of those espresso notes, some of the stewed fruits, fruit notes, I, I'd usually expect it to be a little bit, um, stronger in nicotine. And I actually appreciate that, that, that it can, um, I'm finding that the pairing's going really well. I'll just say that, um, that the, the cigar is intensely flavored enough to be able to match, uh, the scotch. I think this is a, a hands down thumbs up. Um, this is a really, really good pairing. I'm, I'm enjoying this a lot. Put the a hand down, that, but the thumb up. Hands, hands down, down, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Uh, I, I love the visual of that. It's, uh, it's very, uh, it's very exciting. Thank you, Randy, for that. Um. 
so I just finished uh, this little uh, dram of Jura, a tiny little bottle. And now I'm switching into a very, very different flavor profile with this Lag Distillers Edition. So I'll chime in with that. But I'm, my official uh, pairing for the scoring purposes, Randy, is going to be this Jura 16. And um, it was – I'm really glad. I God, I wish I could – I think it was Mitchell who mentioned Jura on – Mitchell, if you're watching, chime in and let me know uh, if that was you or if, if anybody – whoever's watching. If Yeah, Mitchell, he just commented right there. Uh, changed to Jura. Yeah, there you go. I, I think he was the one who mentioned Jura. Um, so I'm glad that you did, Mitchell. Thank you for that. Um, it, beautiful pairing. Absolutely beautiful. The way we, they describe the flavor profile, and I'll, I'll touch on it again because uh, Jordan seemed to like it so much, uh, is you know, on that it's oily, resinous, sweet tobacco, mixed nuts. There's, I get more of like an almond kind of vibe. They say mixed nuts. There's a little bit of, of saltiness in there, not a ton. Uh, clove, I don't really get too much of. That's kind of run over. But the milk chocolate fits in nicely. Violet, it, to me, that's more of an aroma, um, a bit of that um, a fragrant type of thing. Rich and round is exactly the way that I would describe the flavor profile of the cigar. Uh, although they also mention in here a little bit uh, that they get on the nose a little bit of red currant, which I think hmm. is the – I didn't mention that at the beginning because they, they only mention it as, a, as, a <clears throat> as being on the nose as opposed to on the palate. But that's what's really pulling these two together is that kind of stewed mm. red fruit, that rich red currant. I really think that this would pair supremely well with a Zinfandel. Uh, Cab might be a little too uh, heavy of a wine, but I think if you went with a nice Zin, maybe a little more fruit forward than spice forward, it would be a fantastic pairing. Um, but this Jura 16, uh, fantastic, man. It's those, there's so much synergy between the two. There's that sweet tobacco flavor they talk about in the whiskey is really, really prominent in the cigar. Um, it, it definitely, I'm not going to go hands down, thumbs up, but I will, uh, I'll go maybe thumbs up, thumbs up, um, hands up, thumbs up. I don't know. Put, put your hands to the sky and wave them around. Like you just don't care, whatever. I don't know. Um, it is a very, very nice pairing. And I think this is, we don't talk about scotch enough because you guys all suck. Mm. <laughs> it's just really, it's really all there is to it. Scotch pairs so well with cigars, man. It really does. We, you guys all think of this peaty stuff, and I'm going to get into that in a second. Right. Um, and I'll, I'll chime in a little bit later. But this, this kind of, especially the sherry cask finish, because there's a little bit of spice in there. There's that fruity character that you're going to get. It, it just works so well, especially with, uh, with Maduro wrap cigars. And maybe some of that is too. I, I really. I don't say I prefer Maduros, but I do love Maduros. And I know that at least back in Colorado, you guys aren't huge Maduro guys. So uh, at least Randy and I talk about you like that behind your back. Um, <laughs> so it's I'm, I'm thrilled, Randy, that you seem to be enjoying the scotch. If you don't, I will uh, I will refund your money and I'll take the bottle from you because I feel <laughs> that way. Just about just about any scotch purchase that you make, Randy, is guaranteed. If you don't like it, I will take it off your hands for the most part, uh, within reason. Uh, although the sweet one you talked about earlier, I don't remember which one that was. I don't think I would enjoy that. That sounded a little weird. But yeah, I'm um, gonna find the right cigar. I, that'll that'll make it onto the show eventually. Yeah, I would think I would go contrasting with that one. That, that was a, a Glen Fittich that you mentioned. Yeah, Glenmorangie nectar. Oh, Glenmorangie. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. if that's if it's super sweet, I'd go something with a little bit more spice, maybe a natural wrapper, and and try to balance that out. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm hopeful that moving forward, I can turn you at least partially into a Scotch drinker, so we can talk more about Scotch on the show and do some more pairings like this because they're really good. 
They're really, really good. <laughs> the uh, yeah, no, studio I, I, audience, I, boys. This a ton. The studio audience is in full unanimous agreement, right, boys? Total thumbs up on the Aganorsa Signature Leaf Maduro with the Buff Trace uh, bourbon. We're getting notes of yumminess coming from the cigar, paired with notes of yumminess. Are you getting any coming uh, from the bourbon? Any colors or maybe like the sound of the ocean? We're or getting an orange flavor. We're getting orange flavors. No, I'm not talking about the fruit. I'm talking about the color. And uh, some amber notes. I would say it's very, very good. Yeah, it's very, very good, Scott. <laughs> it, it, it'll work. It'll work. Mm. Absolutely. Thumbs up, studio audience. Sound like Boom. a medium yeah. thumb on that last Done. one. Yeah, it, it's, uh, judging by the hand motions that I saw from uh, Mr. Brayband, he was uh, halfway on board. Even when, he, even when Scott's really excited, it still comes <laughs> that's, across that's as fair. meh. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> That is, he, he, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. He, Scott, you're, you're a fun guy, but it seems like you just don't like stuff. Scotty Brayband's very even-tempered, I like to think. Yeah. You know, even not too peeled, high, not too know, low, just exactly. kind of rides it out. It's a long season. It's 162 games. If I go 0 for 16, that's okay. It's going to happen. I'm going to go, you know, 10 for 20 and, and, and balance it all out. I, I understand how it goes, man. It's, it's, I, it's I almost marathon, forgot baseball season sport. is back in effect, and Robbie Raz is oh. in full form. <laughs> Giants now, won five in a row. Life is good, man. Guys, we also have the poll. The yes. poll. How did we do? The poll is uh, Randy my hat taking it with 63%. Nice. Mm. Is that on my hat or my pairing? Oh, the hat poll, <laughs> I think, uh, got destroyed by the internet. Uh, it didn't come out the way I wanted it to. Uh, <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> that one was. Jor- Jordan got one percent. Jordan of didn't the win vote. the hat poll. That one, yeah, come on, guys. That was his vote, so I, I get it. Jeez. <laughs> Randy took that one 43%, 33%. T- I lost with 24%. Beautiful. So, Beautiful. Well, I'm a, I'm Randy, a double winner. I'd, li- I'd like to. Th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us I'd, your, I'd like your to take the last speech. few take seconds of the lap. show to 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 humbly accept the votes of uh, of good taste in both fashion and in uh, flavor. So uh, kudos, really. I'm not the winner here, Dojo. You are because you figured it out. This guy, what a clown! Jeez. Um, <clears throat> One 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 uh, whiskey that I would like to uh, to explore on the show is the 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 Dalmore um, cigar blend, and I can't remember exactly what they call it. Uh, it may just be called cigar blend. Uh, oh, cigar malt. Uh, that is yeah, uh, yeah, I've heard cigar of malt reserve. I, I've never had it. Uh, I, I checked that. I have had it. I've never purchased it. Uh, I think it's somewhat on the pricey side, but I think Eric has. Yeah, there. It's it's a buck ninety a bottle, but. Uh, Eric has offered to uh, purchase a few bottles for all of us to try while we're in Vegas. So uh, everybody, come over to the to the Dojo uh, compound. Oh, sorry, can't say compound. That's uh, that's trademarked. Um, to the to the Dojo house and uh, and enjoy some cigar malt. I I would like to uh, get my hands on a bottle of that. Um, but Randy, no, congratulations on the win. I think that if you tried, if if you and the audience and myself, we tried all these side by side, we would probably end up on the Jura as a better pairing as opposed to the, <laughs> the, the Dalmore. And, and that's, that's just based on what I'm anticipating the flavors were from your cigar or from your, uh, mm-hmm. from your whiskey, but that's neither here nor there. Right. Uh, this lag um, distillers edition is delicious is a terrible pairing with the cigar. Terrible. Absolutely terrible, but uh, very Did delicious you know? whiskey. 
Um, so, Randy, next week, uh, next week we, we are open. going to finish off, apparently, all of season four, which, I, I'll be honest, I did not expect to be caught off guard while on live uh, streaming here to find out that we only have one show left for season four that is so exciting. So everybody, you guys got to tune in next week. We're going to have big announcements next week. We're going to be talking about what's coming in season five. We're going to, we're going to have a giveaway because I've been promising one for like seven weeks and I keep forgetting. So we're going to have a huge giveaway. I actually have Drew Estate has sent a massive giveaway box that I have here at lot B it's going out to the winner next week. We're going to go ahead and promote that. Let everybody know how to uh, take part, but definitely want to tune in next week for the season finale of season four of flavor odyssey. As we also finish this segment of shade grown uh, cigars with, with something on, on the little bougier side. I'll, I'll admit we are going to be smoking the Davidoff anniversario, which is one of the most classic uh, uh, Dominican-made and uh, Ecuadorian-wrapped, uh, just amazing shade-wrapped cigars. Really looking forward to that. Um, is is Eric or Jordan at all prepared to talk about what's coming up on Friday on Smoke Night Live? Yes, I'm prepared. Here's the deal. <laughs> Friday, I'm taking the night off. No Smoke Night Live. But it's going to be Espinosa night on the Dojoverse so if you check in to Espinosa Cigars Friday, anytime Friday, you are automatically entered to win a full box from me of Sensei's Sensational Sarsaparilla, baby. So just nice. check into Espinosa Cigars all day Friday. It's going to be an Espinosa brand day, and you will automatically be entered to win one of these from me on Friday. I just made that contest up as I was sitting here. So boom, there we go. <laughs> I, I love I, it. I, I yeah. I've got to get to the uh, the diet sarsaparilla, the sarsaparilla, and a uh, uh, a flavor town, i.e., um, uh, knuckle sandwich, will be the three cigars that I have lined up for Friday. I have every intention to win that box, and then have Eric tell me as an employee of the dojo I'm not eligible to win the box. But then I'll have this great argument that I smoked the best lineup. So we'll see how that goes. That's that's uh, that's fantastic. It's perfect. You are never eligible to win, Randy. It's not really a discussion. Uh, Eric, can we add a couple of things to that giveaway? He's gone, but oh. sure. Oh. Well, Eric isn't oh, here, I, but what would you like oh, to perfect. add, Robbie? I, I, well, see, I want that box to be autographed by Master Sensei and Jordan. Ooh. I think that would be fantastic. Ooh, an get, autograph get box. Autograph box. And since Eric's not here to say no, we're just going to say this is going to happen. <laughs> I think that we someone should swab the inside of his cheek, put it in a Ziploc, and include that so whoever wins could clone their own Eric. But Eric is more likely to sign the box than Jordan is, so Jordan's the one you got to convince. Mm, well, what? Jordan's definitely going to sign the box. That's easy. But I, I, I'm I'm more interested in this swab for cloning. Yeah, I think that's it's important. That it's <laughs> not going to happen. Oh, here, yeah. I, I, let's, I, let's, let me step step in here for for Master Sensei and say no, that I, is the one thing wait, that will wait. not be happening. Eric, Eric, yes. uh, we have. What? You're, yes. We've, he said we've yes. added. We've added to the giveaway. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, you guys are going to. Uh, it's going to be an autograph box. Both you and Jordan are going to sign it. Okay. And you're going to include some of your DNA. Yes, and I'll, I'll also add a a gold coin. He's just like, yeah, Ooh. sure. Whatever. A gold <laughs> dojo coin will come your way Friday if you win. Just you got to check into Espinosa Cigars all day long. 
Can we spend 10 minutes engaging with Eric just for the rest of the show? <laughs> it, it's not a Hall of Fame coin, Randy, so don't get your hopes up. Ooh, on that You know, I, I actually, so I got the, ten, the 10th anniversary coin and realized, because I was thinking, finally, I get a gold dojo coin, and then I realized that they totally chose a different Pantone for the anniversary coin. It's not quite as gold as the Hall of Fame. Am I correct in that, Jordan, or is it the same gold? I, I think, I thought it was the same. I don't know. How would you oh, know, really? Randy? You don't have one. Well, that's the thing is I'm, I'm basing this off of photos I see on the internet. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I, it's you know what, Randy? You not being in the Hall of Fame is the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. It really is fantastic. Um, all right. On that note, we we will end on the Bray Band burn and uh, and wrap this up. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Unfortunately, Randy, I will not be here next week for the final episode. What? the season finale of episode four. So you are going to have to uh, hold the fort uh, on your own. And uh, Jordan, make sure that uh, Master Sensei is not seven sheets to the wind by the time uh, we, we get. To, although, actually, make sure he's, he's at least three because that makes yeah. it does make for spicy dialogue. I agree. Yeah, 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 bring it. Yeah, so, uh, so we'll, uh, we'll finalize season five, uh, maybe mix in a wild card before we kick season five off. Five, season five is coming, Randy. This is season four that we're wrapping up. Season right. five is after right. season four. Um, Check. And make sure you make sure you bring your cigar next week. Historically speaking, uh, and, and violet is definitely a color. Uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. This was a blast. Uh, Randy, thank you for drinking scotch. I've, I've never been more proud of you than I am today. Uh, you, you chose to He's drink. He's gonna put scotch, ice in that right after the show ends, isn't he? He can't wait. Yeah, he, he just can't <laughs> wait. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in. This was a lot of fun. Uh, have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll see you next week. Be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next week. As odd. Oh, Jesus, Randy, I am just <laughs> off. It's terrible. I haven't had that much to drink. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna rewind and we'll do the outro again. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next Wednesday as the Odyssey continues.